Noteworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Here's your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry. Sorry. Alice and I are, are doing our little dance that we play during the intro, and then I, I got this inspiration and do like a, a Pee Wee Herman, like, It was so good. I wish they could all see it. Maybe they can someday. For everybody who doesn't know who Pee Wee Herman is, then I was doing a Blippy impersonation. I like Blippy. He had a child recently. I'm a fan of the Blip Man. Well, for everybody who doesn't know, uh, this is Upworthy Weekly Podcast, and my name is Todd Perry, a staff writer here at Upworthy, and with me is the wonderful Allison Rosen, and you know her from the podcast Childish with comedian Greg Fitzsimmons, and, excuse me, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, which she's been doing for 11 years, and it just keeps chugging along. Great to have you here, Allison. Thank you. You know, recently, I feel like people have been introducing me as from Childish and I just want everyone to know, that comes second to Allison Rosen's your new best friend. Let's not get crazy here. In the Upworthy show. I can't rank my children. They Childish and Upworthy Weekly and Allison Rosen's your friend are all my favorites. They're all triplets and they're born at different times. I would like someone to say them at all exactly the same time. On to this week's show, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to talk about, quote, the things that make made us smile. Now, when I say us, I don't mean Alice and I, us, although these do make us smile. I Now I feel like I'm like being George Carlin. They make us smile, but <laughs> there are other people out there that are smiling and people are smiling and dancing and they're going, la, da, da. No, this Upworthy every Friday. On Saturday, you get this awesome podcast. Mm. On Fridays, Annie Renault who is my favorite. Uh, she has been working with me at Upworthy for, we've been pretty much almost the same amount of time. She writes 10 Things That Made Us Smile, which is a rundown of things that weren't necessarily on Upworthy, but there were things that just going on in the world that are smile-inducing. So I thought, we'll do something a little bit different this week, and we're going to go over some of those. So these aren't necessarily Upworthy stories, but they're ones that are... Upworthy-esque. There may be things that were too short to be a whole story, but something that uh, people really enjoy. Okay, so Allison, you've got a story here uh, that uh, made us smile. Yes. Uh, Chef Jose Andre, he is he does such good things. Um, he inspires with his words about utilizing our talents to change the world. Every one of you, you can become your own organization. You don't need to try to feed the world. You can do little things as helping an elderly couple in the supermarket, make sure that they can put the shopping in the back of their car. Maybe picking up, use a piece of paper to keep your cities clean. Maybe going in the middle of like it's happening in Ukraine, maybe you should come with me, Jan Baptiste, that musicians are in every corner bringing hope to people just by playing a song. You see, everybody in this room, everybody in America has a talent that if you look within, you can put that talent to bring hope to others. We can all be part, not only of feeding America and feeding the world, but believing in longer tables, no higher walls. Together, we can change the world if we really believe in it. Ron, 
after making this film. I like his point, and it mirrors something I was thinking a while back. In the Catholic religion, they have the patron saints of different things. You have, like, St. Francis, who's the patron saint of animals and pets, and St. Christopher, who I think was, like, I don't know, the patron saint of finding the right direction to Mm -hmm. things, and... They, they, they've got something for everything. You know, they got a saint that you pray to or whatever. But I just thought if everybody self-canonized, which I don't know if is, you know, according to Catholic, Catholic doctrine, I don't know if uh, Pope Francis would be okay with this, but let's just say everybody took care of one thing in the world, and that was your job. You've only got one job. The rest mm-hmm. of your life, you could do whatever you like. But, you know, why don't you be like Chris, the patron saint of potholes on your street? And you <laughs> fill up the potholes when you see them. Or you're the patron saint of making sure that a kid doesn't have school, you know, school lunch debt. Or mm-hmm. if everybody took care of one thing, if we all got together, you know, that we would actually make the world a better place. Everybody would be deputized. Here's your job. Because I think there's a lot of people that made... Not, that have a lot to contribute to the world, but may not do so just because they haven't been prompted. But if everyone was right. given a job, you're the patent saint of spaghetti or whatever, then it'd be a better place. I agree with you. And now I will tell a weird story, which you tell me if this is weird. I can't wait. That's that's what I could be deputized to determine what's weird. Yes. Did Todd make it weird? Yeah. So uh, years ago. I went to the gym, which was weird, and I was like running on the treadmill, and I know I got out at like ten o'clock at night, and I saw this girl sitting all alone at the bus stop on the street corner by my house, and I thought, mm, bus doesn't come this late. She's gonna be sitting there for a very long time, and maybe miss her next bus. Whatever. So I just said, you know, I'll be nice, and I'll be the patron saint of the of the bus stop on on my street corner. So I drove by real quick, and I'm all sweaty from the gym. And I was like, excuse me, just want to let you know, the bus ain't coming. Like, it, it stops, you know, 8.30 or whatever. You don't uh-huh. doesn't come through here anymore. She was like, oh, well, I got to get it, catch another bus up there. And I go, and I was, then I was like, well, what would the patron saint of the bus stop do? And I was like, if you're comfortable with it, I'll drive you to the next stop, if, if you're cool with that. But if not, right. totally fine, you know. And she goes, oh, okay, all right. So I picked the girl up, and uh, then I started playing children's music. No, mm, I right. I just I, I drove her like I don't know, like two miles to the to somewhere else where she needed to be, or, or her job or whatever. I and mean, you had was, been an Uber driver, so this was pre. This was pre Uber. Oh, oh, so this is what got you into it. So when yeah, you realized right. you had the skills, yeah, picking up randos and creeping them out. <laughs> so I told the girl when I let, let her out of the car, I go, see. You know, people, strangers can be nice kind of thing. That's the creepiest part of the story that you had to say that. Was it? Well, she had mentioned this is a little weird while we were driving. It is, but go ahead. Yes. And then, then she goes, it's cool. I had my hand on my knife the entire time. Awesome. Weird? Is this weird? I think it's kind that you did this. 
I think it is bold of her to accept the ride. I also think it's actually bold of you to invite her into your car because the whole time I'm paranoid enough that I'm like, what if she's like part of, I don't even know what the scam is here, but like, what if she's, what if this is some kind of thing where they actually harm you somehow? Like Uh. she's some kind of bait. I don't even know how. They're like, let's get that sweaty, nice guy. (laughs) Anyway, Uh I'm glad it all worked out though. Yeah, it worked out. Nobody got killed. Harmed. And she yeah. got home and and then I then then I stopped doing that at that point. I was I mean, like Go ahead. No, here's the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll talk. Here's the thing. I actually think most people are decent. Most people are nice. Most people are trustworthy. It's that there are, you know, a few real the bad ones and that's why we have to all like you know be very conscious and conscientious and safe uh but for the most part people are decent i do i do believe that so this was something that made us smile in february and it's an elderly british man dealt with the generation gap the best way possible so this guy named brian smith who was a 76 year old englishman and he was sharing advice on tiktok and he has tiktok videos that get like 15,000 views at a time. And for one of the responses, somebody put W human, which in, as the kids say, it means like you're a winner. Like you're, you're a human winner. You're one of the good ones. So he didn't know what it meant. He was like W human. What does that mean? So he asked on the forum and then everybody came back and told him what it meant. All the, all the little TikTokers got together. That's cute. So then he had the most wonderful response, which is not the most old man response ever, and actually made me want to be this guy when I get old. I like this. It says, W human. Well, I'm old, so this made no sense at all. So I replied, I don't understand that. And several people said, it's okay, actually, it's a good thing. W for win or winner. So basically this. They really liked the video and that I'm a winner. I love the generational gap. When I was your age, our grandparents lived in a different world. Now I'm one of the grandparents. I look on your world with great fondness. It's amazing. Aw. Isn't that sweet? That is really sweet. We should have fondness for the young people. Yeah, instead of being like, you young whippersnappers out there doing the twist and the mashed potato on my lawn. Right. It was like, these pe- these kids are great. And I often think the same thing. You know, people always, oh, those young people, they're so entitled and blah, blah, blah with them and their pronouns and everything. But I often think that people who are Gen Z, not the millennials, we've, you know, they're a lost cause. But the Gen Zers <laughs> with their strange sense of humor they love they love those weird they love weird love those weird jokes and uh just the fact that i think young people are so socially conscious that's a good thing so conscious of mental health and conscious of others and that they are going to grow up to be better people than we were and you know we're the coolest generation because you know we learn to say whatever and learn to be indifferent in our own cool way. But I do look at young people like my nieces that are like 18 and I'm like, you guys are the best. Just run the world already. I agree with that. Um, 
Wait, what are these? What are these crazy Gen Z jokes that I'm unfamiliar with? Oh, well, they just have like a really kind of like dumb sense of humor, and I think you see that a lot in like animation, mm. you know, like uh, Cartoon Network type stuff or whatever. Got you know, it. Yeah. I don't know if I even. What if I would don't wouldn't even get these jokes? Are they so dry they just sail over my head? Ooh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough when you have that moment, and then you're gonna just grab. You're gonna grab some eighteen-year-old girl by her pink hair and be like, "Explain this to me. Explain Why this. is this funny?" I look. I look forward to it, and I bet she does too. Um, here are three tweets that brought a smile to people's faces. Twitter user Rachel Feltman said, I recently learned that my husband only opens Instagram once every four to six weeks to check our local ice cream parlors flavor of the month. It is just (laughs) an ice cream flavor checker for him. Amazing. When he found out that I had been making TikToks, he opened TikTok profile and watched each of my TikToks one by one, said these are really great, babe, and then went back to never looking at or thinking about TikTok. Still supportive. He watched them all once. I just love that a guy knows, oh, it's a new month. There's a new ice cream flavor on yeah. the corner. I mean, like that guy, guy that's that dedicated. It's, it's, we- it's a weird thing where he's A, he doesn't really want to know what's going on in the world, and he's not dedicated to that sort of growth because he's avoiding social media. Right. On the, on the other hand, he's really open to different flavors of ice cream, which <laughs> I'm not. My wife makes fun of me that there's like three types of ice cream I like, and and that's it. Like I don't. She here. Why why don't you try pralines and cream? And I'm like, oh no, there's nuts in it. Awful. And you know, I, there's very few flavors of ice cream I will touch. But this guy is like, he wants what's new every time. He's like, yeah, tempt my palate. Let's go. I'm gonna go down to this expensive. You know, Oregonian ice cream shop, and I'm gonna pay seven dollars on a chocolate right. melted crunch, and I'm gonna love it. Right. He's like, blue cheese ice cream? Yes, please. Wait a minute. Let's dig. Oh, the face you're making, Todd. So wait, what's like the fanciest ice cream flavor you will consider? Chocolate? Gold medal ribbon that they have at Baskin Robbins. And what's in that? It's like a chocolate swirl with some caramel in it. So for you, that's really pushing the envelope? Yeah, that's a, that's enough flavor. I only need parts of my tongue activated because part of it's numb from the ice cream. And what's your what are your like what are the flavors you you like? Vanilla. I like vanilla. I I do like vanilla. <laughs> I like vanilla. I feel vanilla is uh, underrated. It is. It is. Uh, it's why it's it's the basis for all flavors. But yeah, yeah, I like that. And you know, okay, you might judge me poorly for this, but. I like bubblegum ice cream. Oh, God. I find that that is atrocious. And then I, I, I eat it, and then I spit out the ice creams. and the, I always get it with a cup. Uh-huh. And then, then I chew all the, the bubblegum after. Okay. Are you, th- are you four? Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So you like vanilla, bubblegum, and occasionally gold medal ribbon. When I'm feeling saucy. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> wow. But like anything like praline, pecan, butter, pecan, oh. Rocky Road. 
Oh no! Like uh, nuts and ice cream is, is okay. a horrible thing. It's a texture thing. It's like, Strawberry. Uh, yeah. All right. If if I if I must. Mm, chocolate chip. If if I'm if if I am I really hungry if I really feel like being decadent maybe mint chip, no God I, I'm not a big mint chip fan myself okay, uh, and then from five weeks ago Sarah Benincasa says the teachers at the school nearby are throwing an outdoor kindergarten dance party with the music turned all the way up they usually only do this on the last day of school they look exhausted the kids are and I cannot stress this enough all caps delirious with joy, that's cute. I could see the kids super enjoying that. Is there anything more beautiful as a child than seeing your your child dance like no one is watching? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I I got a good video of my kid in his underwear dancing to "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis the other day. I I really I I beat him over the head with music and bands, and he needs to know. So we, we're we're doing our Brit pop. And uh, he was he was really getting into it because he's like, oh, this is kind of like the Beatles. And I was like, yes, it is kind of. And uh, he was dancing. I took a little video, and he was he was getting down. It was it was a beautiful thing. But I I when I see this, I loathe the fact that one day he won't just be dancing with abandon. You know that he won't be. Yeah, he'll get self conscious. Yeah, and then he won't be like the Six Flags guy when he's eighty. You know, he'll <laughs> that'll be. Right off the off the record, or maybe he will be, and people will be afraid of him, and you know. Um, did I tell you about my kids dancing to Bow Wow Wow's "I Want Candy"? Mm-hmm. I did tell you about that dance mode. Okay, uh, Brittany means it said one of my and this one's I like this one a lot one of my greatest joys in life is when Jeff calls the vet to make an appointment and they ask for his name and he says Jeff then they ask for our cat's name and I watch him gather his strength before he tells them baby Jeff (laughs) (laughs) amazing I, I love it but he's in for a world of pain because like Let's just say my my name was Scout, like my dog. Mm-hmm. And my wife's always like, Scout, Scout, get. And I what what? And then I I would I wouldn't be sure who's calling for who or my right. kids like, Scout, like this. I would not know what's going on, and it would just right. be double the chance of my name being screamed during the day. Yes. Well, you have to wonder like who named the cat Baby Jeff. I bet that's in the in the replies. I bet it was like a kid or someone. If he named his own cat Baby Jeff, that makes it even better. You th- I wonder if like he looks like the cat. Uh, you know, all all of it just puts it over the top. <laughs> Sweet baby Jeff. Uh, this is from six weeks ago. Quote. There's nothing like a bit of Vivaldi played by the Goad Hoop Marimba Band to bring joy to any day. And uh, these are kids from a primary school in Boxburg, South Africa, and they played Vivaldi on, uh, what do they call it? Uh, marimba? On, on, on marimbas. And it has just a, a, a joyous sound to it, and there's about 30 different school kids uh, whacking the marimbas, and it has just a wonderful sound, and it just goes to show that great music played on any, you know, whether it's an orchestra or marimbas and, and played by great musicians can just sound incredible. And this 
This would be hard to hear when you're having a bad day. But by the way. I like it, yeah. Now it feels Disney. Is this going to be your ringtone, Allison? Yes. It's long, but uplifting. I like it. I like that a lot. the last thing that made us smile can you believe it i can't believe it and this is interesting um let's see here this is uh this was from i I think february and uh maybe it was like march it was you know obviously there's a terrible war going on in ukraine and uh julian lennon the son of john lennon always vowed that he would never publicly perform the song uh, Imagine by his dad, probably because he'd have to pay Yoko Ono. But he did vow that he would never, ever play that live uh, be- just because it's to him it's like sacred, mm-hmm. you know. And I agree that there's some music that you don't want to play too much of because you don't want it to ruin, you know, its effect. You don't want to become numb to it and i think imagine is a song like that that's so beautiful that you don't want it to it's to lose its effect when it needs to be played when something terrible happens or when something uplifting happens or you know i i don't want my friends and family to be burnt out on it when i'm being lowered into the ground in my casket right you want you want maximum punch song wise as as they're bidding adieu to todd perry yeah, I want to see some crocodile tears. Right, oh, you don't want them to reach for the iPad to hit advance. Right, right. And, you know, there's going to be that one guy that's like, oh, this song's about communism. But mm. Yeah. So Julian stopped his ban on playing it because it was going to raise money for the, you know, I think it was Ukrainian refugees. So he decided to play it, and he sang a rather a very beautiful, kind of vulnerable, vulnerable version. And he's had a few minor hits throughout his career as a mu- musician. is actually pretty talented. His other brother Sean is actually really talented. But uh, yeah, so this was really interesting. So this is Julian Lennon, the son of John Lennon and Cynthia Lennon, singing "Imagine." Imagine there's no heaven 
that made me smile or made me feel kind of glum and contemplative but well for some people that's similar very true for goths but um no that was beautiful i when i was a child i had a julian lennon cassette and i just recall him having gigantic hair like gigantic hair of the era i'm gonna have to look it up i'm gonna have to find it moose was involved it goes like past pompadour and it gets Oh like my god, really- it was like on the sides and up and there's like an like a art it was like architecturally elevated. It was just all around it big and like designing women hair. Oh, wow. Delta yeah. Burke? He went full Delta? That's my memory of it, but I was young. I always find that Julian Lennon, I always notice his music being played. Uh, like when I'm in line at Rite Aid or CVS and I'm like picking up a prescription hmm. and I hear like... How great for him. Much too late for goodbyes or, you know, Year of the Cat or something being, being played in the background. I'm like... Because at first my, my ear goes, oh, is that John Lennon? I don't know this one. I go, oh, it's Julian Lennon. Much too late for goodbyes. I haven't thought about that song in forever. Well, it'll be part of your weekend playlist. Yeah. Well, everybody, I hope we made you smile on this shorter edition of Upworthy Weekly. Allison Rosen, you made me smile, so we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Ditto. Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D questions, comments, or to tell us about your amazing week, email us at upworthyweekly at upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week.